guys, welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do that with a little help from my friends. Um, and today I have dragged in a blast from the past, friends-wise. Um, <laughs> we just haven't seen each other in many moons because somebody moved to Florida, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Courtney's here today. Hi, Courtney. Hi. I'm sorry oh, Florida's so far away and awful. Yeah, right. God, Florida. <laughs> you know, jobs and cheaper living hey i mean you went to disney and now you work for the mouse so i mean yeah you know boats in the ocean (laughs) exactly it is what it is we're here i'll visit home eventually we're here uh so now courtney um we'd known each other for many years in the new england circuit of things um there's a bit of an age gap we were just talking about like (laughs) the age gap thing a moment ago as far as you know where you fall into conventions which i think is hilarious (laughs) where you're just like you hit you've now hit a point and we were just talking about you've hit a point where you're like wow like everything is like this anime this anime and this anime and yeah (laughs) yeah i'm i'm hitting the old mark now just like uh i guess everybody before me we all come to that but yeah, I didn't really think about how it is It is very generational, where this is the popular one, so all the content's going to be based on that. And like you mm-hmm. had said in our earlier conversation, things like Hitalia, Oron, you know, all of that. And it's Night just like, Vale, oh, all no. of it. They all had their time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, yes, how many JoJo Bizarre Adventures can we have in panels? Like, how many panels of that? Well, or Mob you know. Psycho now, too, I feel like is getting oh, big. yeah. And I mean, JoJo's been around since, what, like the 80s? So it's like, you know, we can do this for a while. It's fine. Every generation gets a JoJo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> for uh, everyone. For everyone. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Courtney, I think we should start this off by how we met. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... Um, I I don't know if we're naming con names, but I know for the sake of the story I'll tell later, I'm redacting. Um, but yeah, so we met at a smaller con in the New England area. The New Hampshire Convention. Yes. Oh, yeah. gosh. I was looking at my badges the other day. I think I messaged it to you. 2007 or 8? Oh, God. And uh, yeah, it was that tiny con and you were emceeing and I don't even remember like the interaction, but I just thought you were so cool. And I don't know if you remember this, um, but a friend of mine from high school, we had made like back in the early days of Facebook, we made a fan page for you. Oh, I remember. (laughs) The cringe. (laughs) Oh, no, I remember. (laughs) No. That's fine. I'm not. Yeah, there was a fan page. (laughs) You just there, and then what's more concerning about it? It wasn't just like you and your friend. It was like a good amount of people. I mean, because you're the best, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> shh, shh. Oh, we can't all. Be I, I, it was funny too because my friends they like found out about it because you know it comes up in like the Facebook groups, like you know pages that you might be interested in. And I just remember my friends just being like, "Katie, do you realize that this is." this is a thing here and i'm like mm-hmm, yep sure i'm moderator for it and they're like and then they like think that i started this group like how rude can you be i'm like no 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 i did not start this group i am just in there to make sure things don't get out of control you know a bunch <laughs> of teeny boppers going crazy because early days of facebook were cringe it's they're fine wild. <laughs> they were crazy 
Was there a MySpace version of it too? I want to say there was like at least a MySpace version of it for like 20 seconds while MySpace was still relevant. I know I didn't do it because I didn't really have a MySpace, but man, I would not be surprised. Like I remember it being on one or two platforms. And like I said, MySpace, like here we go, talk about dating ourselves. MySpace <laughs> wasn't around that much longer after. Hmm. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And for, for the most part, it was all innocent and funny, and it was fine. And it's just, yeah. you know, one of those things you're just like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, back in the days where there were like weird Facebook pages, like like this, if you put a spoon under your pillow to try to get snow days or or something just stupid. There were mm-hmm. so many pages like that. I probably mm-hmm. still have a bunch of them on follow that I just haven't deleted after 12 plus years because <laughs> there's so many. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't have the energy for this. Or just tacky things. <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think I finally cleared all of mine out because every once in a while one will pop up because somebody decides to post in it. I'm just like, oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, oh, but yes, gosh. we did. We met at the New Hampshire convention and um, other conventions along the way as well. We like would see each other and you know, say hi. The community, <laughs> yeah, the community back home is very cool um i have so many friends that i've made that are like lifelong friends even though we've like moved a bunch of us in different directions um you know we still connect via social media and that's really nice to have like it makes me good er, yep makes me good makes me feel good to see everybody um you know thriving or trying to um and just know that i still have those memories with people and uh i don't feel like i get that down here in florida i mean i do have friends but I don't know. It's it's weird going to cons down here and not seeing all those like regulars that I used to. But what can you do? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you, like you make your own little clicks and stuff at conventions and things. Absolutely. Mm. What do you mean like different though? Like what's the vibe? Tell me the vibe. Oh gosh, I don't know. Um It's it's definitely it's different depending on which con you go to. So, sure. oh, a big thing, a big big thing that um threw me for a loop for several years there's a con that i frequent um in the like springtime maybe early summer i'm horrible with dates um (laughs) and usually i help run bits of the fashion track um as part of the lolita fashion community so i don't get to see a whole lot because i'm usually working but they have an event called the masquerade and it is not our i think i know what a masquerade is yes it's not like ours and i don't like that. It took me a long time to really understand what it is. I still haven't done it, but essentially it's um, it's kind of like LARPing with a masquerade ball in it, like in the what? mix. Yeah, so it's, um, they, they have like a storyline and the cast will go out and interact with people and act out this storyline and interact with people in their characters and there will be like intermittent ballroom dancing. And I'm like, okay, this sounds kind of cool, but I'm like, that's not, I guess it's a masquerade, but it's not. So they have like a masquerade ball. They don't have like a costume contest. I'm sure there is a costume contest. I just never see it. Um, But they don't do, as far as I know, they don't do like the skits and walk-ons. I can't remember the last time I've seen a thing with like skits. And that makes me so sad because that was always my favorite part, you know, of cons back home. Um. Now, the con I usually do in the winter around the holidays is interesting. It's jam-packed, like a can of sardines, um, and they do have a costume contest, 
but I'm pretty sure it's just like a competition costume contest, um, you know, judging based on your technical skill and whatnot, which is sure, great. Sure. It's great. Um, but again, I want my skits. I want to see the fun things. Remember when people did like all those dance fighting skits? Oh my God. Yeah. That, that was the time, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, the skit that we did for um, Dead Moon Circus was considered a dance fighting skit, kind of. That it was a Dead Moon Circus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the blue one. That does sound super familiar, but honestly, my brain can't keep a track of things from last week. So we're going to say, <laughs> yes, I remember vaguely. <laughs> we're going from there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know what you're saying. Like It was like a big thing for a while, like. For a couple of years between 2008 and like 2012, it was like the big dance battle skits. They were amazing. Like the coordination people came up with was insane. And I mean, even on the smaller stage that we had back um, in the New Hampshire con, people were killing it. And I'm like, damn, I won't be yeah. cool like that. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like I said, there's like some, and the same with every convention. There were some skits where you're just like, wow, that was really awesome. And then there were some skits where you're just like, well, you tried. <laughs> yeah or you, you had an idea and you you went for it and you know what honestly doesn't matter like i, I appreciate everyone for getting up on that stage and doing something like right. it takes balls yeah because i was like i could never like right nope. it's like yeah are all skits like the same no because if they were all the same they would be really hard to judge things Mm, true you know and like no skit is created equal but honestly like i said anybody that gets up on a stage and competes regardless of like what the outcome is for you like you had the balls to go and do it and the respect level is like way up there way yeah super high because like i said i could never it's fun though the problem is like everyone's like oh my god i'm so scared to do it and then they do it one time and it's like a drug it is. I swear to God. It's, I mean, well, I said so much like the competing part of it, but like the hosting part of it, again, like you do it one time, you get that rush of being on stage. And the next thing you know, it's just like, yeah. Yes, I do this now. Yes, I do this now. I'm stuck here now. I can't get away from this. Well, it's a, it's a good career to have under your belt, at least for you, I think. You kill it. Hosting conventions. Yes. Hosting, it's on yeah. <laughs> if it's not, it really should be. Can stand in front of thousands of people and talk pretty. Got it. Yeah, see, exactly. You got it. Keep thousands entertained. Some days can't keep talking pretty. Like, do not talk pretty very often. Yeah, do not words good pretty much. Do not words good very often, no. (laughs) Me. Uh, So you said you were coming with a horror story, and I'm interested. I'm intrigued. It's October. We love a horror story. We love horror stories. Okay, so I'm going to preface this with I haven't actually talked about this, like, publicly. Um, I've talk shit with friends about it and kind of gone over the rigmarole with them but I've never actually publicly told the story and like I said earlier um I'm gonna redact a lot of names just because I don't want to start fires um but yeah so this was it wasn't a full convention it was an event um and it was an event for Lolita Fashion and for anybody who doesn't know Lolita Fashion it was a lot more popular back in the earlier days, but um, it's a Japanese fashion that was based on kind of Rococo France style. So big poofy skirts, um, you know, being more modest looking, hyper femininity, stuff like that. Um, for preface also, it has nothing to do with the book. Just going to put that out there. A lot of people get that connotation. We're trying to kill it. It's been years of trying to kill it. We trying. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> so 
basically, this was a one-day event that was happening in my local community, and I had been to a larger event um, a couple years prior, and so I was like, that was super fun, I really want to get into that, let me volunteer and see how I can help make this awesome for everybody. And that was the first mistake. <laughs> mistake, yep. <laughs> um, so... I volunteer, and as the months of planning go by, you know, we get a lot of special guests, international special guests, too, that are um, big within the community. Uh-huh. Like, we had a, a social media, I guess influencer would be the term now. Um, sure. We had a designer from a very large, um, very popular Lolita brand. We had mm-hmm. um, same for a wig company and then a bunch of like local vendors that kind of fit the kawaii style. Yeah. And um, so that was fun. And there, like I said, there was a lot of promotion based on the fact that these big names were going to be there for this one time event. And because of that, the ticket prices were kind of steep. Um, so something you would pay for like a three day con. What? Steep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe not maybe not a three-day con nowadays where you're seeing like $90 a ticket but like, okay okay but, but like, still like 60 something bucks yeah now I didn't pay obviously because I was a volunteer but oh so <laughs> so we're planning and I end up being the handler I guess liaison for the social media guest And I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. I know some of the technical aspects of what they do. So I think I can be a really good help. It'll be fun. Um, So before she comes, I I reach out to her via her business email. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be your liaison for the event. I'm really excited to get to know you. Um, I do hand embroidery. So I would love to make you a thing based on this character series I know you love. Let me know who you want me to do. Cool. And I go a while without hearing back from her. And I'm like, that's fine. She's busy. And then... She's a bitch. (laughs) You don't even have to finish the story. She's a bitch. (laughs) Well, okay. She didn't... (laughs) How does she know? (laughs) So at the time, no. But I have Mm. heard that over the past few years, that did kind of creep up. Regardless. (laughs) Um, Mm. So she messages me a couple weeks before the event and was like, hey, thank you so much. That's so sweet. It's this character, blah, blah, blah. And do you have any way to contact the event coordinator? Because I still don't have the information for my flights. And this was like two weeks before the event. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, this girl doesn't even know how she's getting here. Are you kidding me? But also, why did she wait till two weeks before to say something? I guess she had been reaching out um, for a while to okay, the actual okay. coordinator and just was being ghosted. So it's like, cool. Okay, okay, okay. So so that's one thing. And so I was like, haha. I was messaging in our group chats, messaging her privately. And I was like, hey, can you get this info out to our guest so she can be here you know one of our biggest advertising things is that she's gonna be here so she kind of needs to be um so that was a thing um but skipping forward um the event comes up 
And the night before, we are told by the event coordinator, okay, we need everybody here. I think it was by like 7 or 8 a.m. And the event wasn't supposed to start until like 11 or 11 or 12. I think it was 11. Okay. So we were told, okay, get here by 7 or 8 a.m. so we can get setting up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So my roommate at the time, who's actually another cosplayer from back home, um, he used to win awards back at that New Hampshire con. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, do you remember the cosplayer who did Raguna from Rune Factory? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. boy. Um, small world. <laughs> but um, so we were living together, and he was like, yeah, this is something you're passionate about. I'll come and help out as well. I was like, cool. So we get there, and there's a few other people around. And I go, hey, I'm Courtney, blah, blah, blah. We're here for volunteers. And the girl I go up to is like, oh, I'm not the coordinator. I'm another volunteer, too. Because she had been dictating things. And I was like, oh, that's got to be her. Okay, nope. Guess, guess not. There's tables everywhere. Like, some of the special guests are trying to set up their stuff. And they're like, where do we put things? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no clue. Um, and... Little by little, things start showing up with other, like, volunteers, like, bins of food and and things of that nature. And we're like, okay, who's who's the coordinator? I haven't seen her face, so I don't know. Who dis? Um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, she's, she's still on her way. She's still on her way. And I'm like, okay, we're getting closer. So we're getting it dictated, like, what to do via, like, Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're told to set up tables in the hallway. It's going to be like a little socializing area. And now we have totes, basically, of the snacks we're supposed to put out. Snacks! <laughs> this is, again, a, a high price ticketed event that's supposed to be like high class, elegant. We have a very, very nice venue um, that's like very old, very bougie. Um, so. Elegance is the idea. And sure. we have to set this up with like dollar store tablecloths on, on these tables and fill bowls and like tea trays and cheap plastic plates with like Starburst and Oreos and just random generic sweets that you could buy anywhere. And like, because apparently we didn't get a bakery sponsor. Apparently. But it's like that would be the thing you would think. Um, but also like, for example, macarons are very popular in Lolita circles, I guess. That's uh-huh. fancy. They are tasty, but whew, they're bougie fancy for Lolitas. So uh-huh. I'm sure people were expecting something of that kind of caliber. <laughs> and they got Starburst on a plate. <laughs> so, Woohoo! So... We start to have guests arrive, and that little hallway is filling up. People are mingling, and basically they're like, all right, when are the doors going to open? <laughs> it's supposed to open at 11, and 11 comes, and the coordinator is still not there. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're just, like, panicking. Like, we are supposed to open the doors. Like, what What do we do? She shows up and at, like, whew like 12 30 or something like that it's like cool yeah it's like you're running all of this 
what? We had to be here at like 8 a.m. when you're just getting here at 12.30? Come on. So eventually we end up letting people in and honestly my mind is a blur for this little blink bit because I was assisting um, my social media guest. And at one point the coordinator comes up to me and is like, hey, you know, we're ready for so-and-so to, you know, get ready to MC for the fashion show. And I'm like, okay. So I go and tell her and she was like, what? Like, I wasn't told that I was going to be MCing this fashion show. And another important detail was this is this person's very first time being a guest at any event ever. So she, I don't think she had a contract written up, but it, it essentially wasn't discussed that she was going to be emceeing. Um, and she was also getting over laryngitis. So she's like, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't know what to do. I know one of these designers that's here. I don't have anything prepared. All right, we doing it live. <laughs> so she does it live. And then um, after the fashion show, because there was some issues with that as well backstage. That No. There was, I swear. I don't even know 100% what they were, but there was a couple of our locals who had, like, VIP tickets, and they basically spent their time backstage helping models get ready. That's crazy. Everything else was going so well. Oh, yeah, because it's so well. <laughs> um, so well. And, like, so these were two of our local girls, but we had a bunch of guests from out of state, too. So it's, like, oh, God, this was, like, promoted very far and wide. This was, like, huge. Not great. Not not going well. No, not um, good. So the fashion show wraps up, um, and the designs are great. Like I said, the international designer came up, said a few words, and was awesome and super nice, wonderful lady. Um. And then after the fashion show, everybody is essentially ushered out back into the hallway so that we can rearrange all of the tables to set up for the tea party. And it gets worse from here. What? No, how? <laughs> oh, God. So this was, <sighs> this was set to be a catered event. Quote, oh, quote. no. <laughs> Catered. And so we're getting everything set up again with like cheap tablecloths and mismatch uh, teacups in tableware. And, you know, that's fine. You know, they're still like nice teacups, not like paper cups. So it's, it's something. Sure. Except <laughs> the water situation for said tea and the getting the tea was a disaster there wasn't like steeped pots or anything there were tea bags on a table for you to take oh. and a i can't think of what they are it's like a water cooler but not a water cooler it's for hot drinks you know the thing oh, um God. yeah so there were a couple of those and a couple of pitchers that we had to fill and there was like 80 people here maybe more and we had to keep taking these heavy containers down the uh, service elevator to the kitchen on the basement level, fill them up with hot water, bring them back up, 
find a place to plug them in to like get it boiling, put it back on the table and let people pour their water to steep bags of tea. Oh my god. So like nothing nothing really set up. It's just like No. <laughs> it's But uh, you didn't bring your own water? <laughs> oh my god, how horrible. So it was very DIY, which is not the expectation that was set. Um and yet it still gets worse. Oh god. <laughs> You know, like not to interrupt your story, but the tea the tea story reminds me of the Nefi tea story. I don't know if you've like, did you go to New England Fan Experience many moons I, ago or no? I did not, but I I we got to interject. I got to hear this story. Okay, so like, I mean, I've we've kind of told the story like back when we did our huge Nefi episode last year sometime. Mm-hmm. But like the long story short, like the too long didn't read basically. Like they wanted us to do a host club tea party at this convention. And again, charge people to come to this tea party because that's what they do. They usually have like a little bit of a fee at these tea parties just to help, you know, the con pay for food and tea or whatever. And we get to the room and we had a conference room and had absolutely nothing. They had not arranged with the hotel to provide anything. Oh, my God. So we went up to our hotel rooms and stole the coffee pots. Oh, my God. And like line them up on a counter and plug them in. And then we had brought, you know, you bring convention snacks with you, like that you have in your hotel room. And we raided that and like broke everything up and put them out on at least platters the hotel gave to us because they they felt bad. It wasn't the hotel's fault by any means because they just hadn't been told. So, of course, why would they prep for something they had not been told about? Right. Um, so they definitely gave us like plates and stuff to like put out for these people. And you know what the sick part of it is? It's like, it's not a Lolita event where it's just like, you have a standard of things. It literally was just like, well, hope everyone's okay with this. And everyone was just so pumped that we were dressed like the host club from Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) That does sound cute. It's, it was cute, but it's just like, they, none of them even realized, like, what was going on. They're like, oh my god, this is so amazing! And we're just like, no. <laughs> it's not, though. <laughs> this is just everybody gathered together matching cosplays, and you guys get to sit and look at us being pretty. Yeah, like, it was it was pretty ghetto. <laughs> it was pretty like, bad. Same vibes here, honestly. It, yeah. Like, so the fees were collected well before, of course, tickets weren't mm-hmm. sold at the door. So the coordinator had all of the money for all of these guests, and it could have been spent on these things that we needed. Right. They weren't. No. <laughs> so to make matters worse, we're trying to figure out food. And the catered food ends up being. Our local grocery stores, like, uh, like sandwich platters, like, you know how you go to, like, a grocery store and they've got, like, hey, this is the kind of sub we normally have, but it's broken up into, like, individual slices so that it can be served to a party. Mm -hmm. It was a couple of those, um, and then those were handed out and plated with, like, God, I don't even remember what for sides, but I know they were, like, cutting up, like, hostess devil dogs and like portioning them out cutting them in halves and handing Listen, them a head cake it, is that considered cake it was you know it's still considered we had granola bars so you're still better than us okay <laughs> but so yeah that was quote unquote catered by this one local um i'll say entertainer who worked at a local 
uh, nightclub that a lot of people frequent. Um, except it came out later that this person has ties to being a neo-Nazi. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this wasn't evident um, at the time. But yeah, it came out a couple years later. Like <laughs> She likes to parade around in Nazi regalia. And this was oh, a person boring. yeah, catering, quote-unquote, for us. So they were um, handing out these plates, and people were like, Nani the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is what our super expensive ticket was for? And, like, just... Catered by Nazis? <laughs> catered by Nazis, and it's, like, a grocery store deli sandwich platter... And a half of a hostess devil dog. But like, no, the, the question is now, like, were you aware at the time of this person's, like, background before you realized they were catering this thing or no? No! I had no, no. I, this was my first time meeting her. I don't know if the coordinator had any inkling or any sort of idea about this. Um, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, where did you find these people? Like, I get they are local part people of, like, the, like, goth community, actually. But, like, wow. wow. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, like, what else can you say, man? Um, so, people must have loved that. I, a lot of people were, like, bro, do you remember when they served us deli sandwiches? That was a oh. thing. <laughs> not, not just deli sandwiches, though. Hostess. <laughs> <laughs> Serve with a sign of like racism. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but th- yeah, so that that happened, and at that time, like again, everything is running late, and it's a disaster. And uh, my roommate and I were starting to get the point of like, I feel really weak because I'm hungry, and we're backstage trying to talk with the coordinator, be like, hey, what? going on like can we take a break to go get food and she was like no 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 um I'm gonna pay for your food um if you can just wait like I'm trying to figure some stuff out and I'll I will buy you lunch and I was like okay so we wait for like 15 minutes just waiting to see and she's just like I don't know having a panic attack in the back trying to delegate things and I'm like this girl's way in over her head so my roommate and I were like fuck this let's just go outside find a place and literally next door there was a place that had like crepes and like turkish coffee or something and we were like that's it let's go that's all we need um so we took an hour and just like ate and we're like this is not gonna get any better is it (laughs) nope (laughs) god no and then it starts off that strongly bad it's not going to get better absolutely not And so, after a little bit, we go back up, and the tea party's done. Everything's, like, broken down, I guess. And the next phase of this event is supposed to be, quote, unquote, panels. And this is just, everything is in a big auditorium. So they put up, like, curtain dividers to have, like, little little sections, little squares, where people are all giving panels. On, at the same time uh-huh. and there's also in the other corner 
like a little vendor's market where there's a bunch of tables of people selling their wares. And it's just Wait, so- everybody that's doing a panel is in the same room doing their panels at the same time? Yes. What? <laughs> as well as people selling their goods. Uh, uh, but that must have been so loud. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> so I was like, what? what 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 do so i'm like i'm just gonna stick my head down i'm gonna stick with my guest um she was like we're just gonna shoot some b-roll um go up talk to people do some mini interviews or something i was like all right cool just keep me distracted from whatever the hell's going on um and then that all i don't know if it really winded down or things finished or if it just fizzled out because it was so messy um but uh, we eventually get to the point where everybody is gathered into this one kind of corner of the auditorium where there's a bunch of chairs set up and we're doing a raffle. And oh. so first thing is our international designer guest had brought a massive box of um, like clear files, like the little like kawaii little folders. Sure, sure. Um and inside of them were like a copy of her catalog and like a mini comic and stickers and she brought enough for all of the attendees it was awesome and the the host the coordinator is sitting uh-huh. there like having a panic attack and like raffling them off and it's like but why because there's there's enough for everybody she legitimately just brought one at least for everybody. There's so many. Why are you doing this? Um, a you know a one of a kind dress was raffled. There was um, mm-hmm. just a variety of things from the guests that had come, and it was very right, nice. like donated items. Yeah, and a lot of people were getting mad because this one person kept winning a bunch of stuff. But it's like she bought a ton of raffle tickets. That's how raffles work. Right. Like, People were getting so mad and it's like calm down like learn how things work but it, it stretched out to like an hour and my roommate had to go up to her and be like you know we we got to be out of here soon and like you got to wrap this up just start handing them out because that's what they're there for right oh um and the rest is kind of a blur um but the follow-up after that is i guess after the event, like the day after, the coordinator and some other volunteers and friends of theirs, I guess, went to dinner. And my special guest was there. And she had to catch her flight. And the the coordinator was supposed to, like, bring her to the airport. And they're just taking their sweet time, taking their sweet time. And she's like, I, I, I gotta go. I'm Like, I have an international flight. I need to be able to go through customs and she had done a whole thing on um talking about this event on her patreon i think um but basically it got to the point where she basically threw down money um to pay for her meal called an uber left and got to the airport with almost no time like she had to throw money down at the luggage thing and be like please take this on the plane they couldn't guarantee it was going to make it on there in time. She got to the gate. They had just shut the doors and they made an exception to let her on the flight. Jeez. That bad. Poor girl. Um, 
And then the last thing I truly remember is that I got accused by the host person of posting this on Reddit and shit-talking, and I'm apparently just a horrible, malicious person. <laughs> yeah. I've never posted anything on Reddit. I actually just, like, made a Reddit account a couple months ago to, like, browse a couple threads. I don't know diddly about it. So she's a paranoid crazy bitch. Oh, she's so crazy. But, um... The after effect of that was she was put on like probation within the community that she could not run any events that required the exchange of money. And she uh. she did it anyways. Mm. And then she got completely banned. And then she moved to the southern half of the state. Same thing happened. And then she moved to Georgia, where I hear she's still doing the tricks. <laughs> the, the end. <laughs> So this is like a one-time event thing? and It was a one-time event. I had so much hope that this was going to be something we'd be able to do reoccurring. <laughs> oh my god. I if mean, you want to do it like shit, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And we haven't done like a big event since because we're all still like so traumatized from How this. long ago was this? Um, I was pretty recently divorced, so that was... five or six years ago now oh yeah it but just our community we tend to like i said do things at conventions we'll do a fashion show every year we do a couple panels to get people um introduced and interested in lolita fashion sure but it is very seldom that we do any larger event other than a few like close people in the community because the shame. The, the shame. <laughs> the shame. The fear. The disaster. What was the name of it? <laughs> it's been uh, six years and she lives in Georgia now. Allegedly. Okay, she might be back. I don't know. Don't come for me, folks. Frilly folks. Um, but it was called Cakes and Couture. Cakes and Couture. And Nazis. <laughs> That should be the episode title. I don't know if I can use Nazi on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I mean, we said it three times now. It's not like, you know, it's like the other other N-word. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I feel like I've pushed barriers, but I don't know if I could actually use it in the title. <laughs> I absolutely would not. No. Uh, no, God, no. People are going to get the wrong impression about Lolita's as if yeah, they didn't right. already. <laughs> Oh, oh god yeah. well that's that's too bad <laughs> that's that's a way well, to i mean it. it's just like it sounds to me like one obviously very poor planning on her part i mean that Absolutely. just goes without saying but it sounds like she didn't get access to enough venue to accommodate what they wanted to do I wouldn't like you could have had like you could have had like your vendors room and then just had like a massive like meetup party. It didn't have to be like I mean you could do like panels and like you know like you could have had part of the uh, vendors room be like the special guests and stuff. And maybe mm -hmm. if you were able to get like one more room with the special guests, do like a couple of panels with them throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But it sounds to me like you guys would have been like content with just like a vendors room and a few panels and you know like one big like tea party. See, that was, like, kind of the idea, but, oh, girl, she was too big for her britches. This mm. was 
it, it just was not executed well, especially not for the amount that people were charged. I just feel so, so bad. Oh, yeah. um, like, for example, twice a year, there is what's called International Lolita Day. So uh-huh. it's once in the summer and once in the winter. Sure. And so for the winter one, I know there is a small thing that people are looking to put together not nearly as large and advertised but um it's set to be like a tea party there's going to be i i guess a raffle um there's going to be like a swap meet and that's about it um you know contained uh-huh. um not crazy <laughs> like i like i said i just feel like it was it was too big for what could have actually been feasible Right. So is Lolita big down in Florida? Because I don't feel like it's as big up here anymore. I don't see it as often. You know, when I first got into it, it was back when I was back home. Um, and I never really got into the community or anything because I was in college and I was also working and uh, my focus was more on cosplay. And I, I started to get into it more um when I had moved down south and the designer who was the special guest, she had put out a beautiful dress and I was like, I need to have it. And that was kind of how I got my start. And I lived on the coast at that point um, in North Carolina and all of the Lolitas were like in Raleigh. So I was like, yeah, I'll just drive. It's only two hours. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, so I started down there and it had a slightly bigger community and I was like okay cool you know there's a lot of talk amongst people from this state and South Carolina and Georgia and a lot of people gather together so I was like all right this is actually like a community and then um when I got to Florida uh I don't even know how I stumbled into it honestly it just kind of was like I'm here (laughs) um and the community used to be a good deal bigger Um, but people come and go, um, things haven't been as active. So it's mainly just like a core group in like the Orlando area and a core group in the Tampa area and we'll Mm -hmm. intermingle when we can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's popular. I mean, it, it varies. It's very interesting though, because Florida is so damn hot and it gets so uncomfortable being in all that petticoat, um, but, you know, Florida Lolitas are resilient, so we make it yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. People in Florida are, like, weird. They can't, I mean, like, they're weird. Yes. But, and not to be mean, just, it's weird. Because, I'm not from here. It's fine. I'm not from here. I can say it. You guys are weird. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, all the different events and stuff that happen, like, mm-hmm. down there, especially, like, working for one of the parks or something. Mm-hmm. Like, people just rattle around in, like, those big costumes all day in the parks and stuff. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they have, like, specific fabrics they use so people don't suffocate to death. But it's still, like, a lot to be wearing. Oh, my God. And they just, they just do it. And it's crazy to me because I wear a sweater when it's just a little bit too warm up here and I hate myself. So. <laughs> Right. When I worked actually physically in the park, um, you know, your uniform is called your costume. And I was in like a very, like a breezy, I was in one of the lighter, breezier ones. And I was still like dripping in sweat every day. And I was like, God, I hate this and I want to die. But now I'm at home in PJs for work every day. So it's pretty cool. But there you go. For like the costume. Exactly. So the people who, um, you know, 
hang out with our our uh, fuzzy friends and all of our princess friends and all of that they they wear a lot for the weather and that's why you only see them for short amounts of time before they go take a break and visit their furry friends or whatever princesses do on their time off uh, oh yeah I could never. Well, my friend um my friend krista works in the costume department down mm-hmm. at disney mm-hmm. um and when i was down there back in may a few years ago uh it's every half hour depending on the costume like they have to switch out so people don't suffocate yeah it it's awful it's like florida every half hour oh. yeah like, but also, they, but the thing is, like, they're gone and then they come right back. It's because they've got like two other people, like you know, that are friends with the character that are ready to go. Mm-hmm. You the know, common to... thing is there's only one Mickey, mm-hmm. only one Mickey. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. only one Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I like uh, my parents came down in December. I think no, not December. <laughs> Jesus, um, May, the end of May, because we were supposed to go on a cruise on our newest ship, and it got canceled because the ship wasn't ready. Super fun, um, but so they came down, and we were gonna do a day at Epcot because I was like, this is the only park I can get a reservation for right now, so this is fine. And I was like, I'm just gonna wear some pretty casual Lolita, like pretty much just the dress and a petticoat and just go about my day and I got like heat sickness or something and I almost fainted and my mom was like that's what you get for wearing that frilly dress and I was like it's really not because it's very light Florida is just awful (laughs) yeah so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the horror story (laughs) my god that's pretty bad. Yeah, like, again, it all comes down to just people not being organized and mm-hmm. being prepared in their lives. And if you're going to take on something like that, you just need to, like, have it all locked in. You need to know what you're doing. Honestly. Yeah. Like, she did not. No. You know, just be be prepared, guys. That's it. Yeah, Have we the right sponsors that. and be prepared. We don't do that in Florida. It's fly by the seat of your pants or die. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to figure out how she got the money to fly people internationally over for this event. Girl, I do not even know. Like, maybe that's what she used the ticket prices for, but it's like, so all the money went towards flying people in, and then none of it went to anything else. I guess so, because, God. <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. I would love to see, like, the record sheet for, for that. Well, was there a lot of people there? Oh, yeah. There was a ton of people. Um, okay, then, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I'm trying to think, like, how many people, like, you know, try math in my head. I'm like, let's see. Let's do a quick math. <laughs> well, we figure an international flight both ways is what? Like, $1,000 on the on the minimum these days? And this is still, like, six years ago? Yeah. So, let's see. Are you actually doing the math right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, for a $1,000 flight, you'd only need money from 16, 17 people only you know yeah and yeah. there's more than 17 people there right there definitely was well there we go <laughs> and how many guests were there um so i know the international designer came and she brought her mother super cute uh-huh. um, two. So two um there were two from uh, a german company one from a swiss company and then one from canada 
So we're going to times 17 by 6. 102 people paid for flights, roughly. So I'll say it's $1,000 for each person. We'll just, like, say, like, just to make it even. Roughly, roughly, yeah. But So you guys had at least 102 people go. See, I, I don't know. Maybe? <laughs> That's but what I'm like, saying. I'm like, I don't... Like I said, there was also, like, there was a VIP type of ticket, too, which cost more. I don't know what they got oh, for VIP. What? <laughs> better seating for the fashion show you so, get a like, whole devil dog <laughs> no that's another thing there was champagne there was champagne and there was a table with um the that you got to be sat with the special guests Ooh. even though they were mingling with everybody amongst the actual thing so it's all like, right so you got a six dollar bottle of andre and a whole <laughs> devil dog and a seat at the vip table <laughs> worth it <laughs> For Sign probably, me up <laughs> for like probably thirty dollars more. Oh my god! I that's my rough estimation. I don't actually know. Oh my! I'm gonna god. have to ask some people, but yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> god, we you know what? That's just like that's the experience that I want every time I go to a convention. You get me a bottle of Andre, and you get me someone to sit with, <laughs> and, a and, a double double <laughs> and a double dog, and a double dog. Next time, next time I come home, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna be like, I have a special delivery for the MC of yes. Masquerade. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be that, and they're gonna be like, "What? What? <laughs> I want my six dollar bottle of champagne and my devil dog. <laughs> Don't at me." Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I was expecting this. Wonderful. Ah, uh, yes, good. Just on time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get shwasted on uh, six dollar champagne before I go MC this. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? Any Lolita events or anything coming up in your area that you'd like to promote while you're here? Uh, nothing I can think of in terms of events. Like I said, our local one coming up in December is just kind of like a local community thing. Um, but shout out to some brands, I guess. Um, I really love uh, Puvithel. She does like kind of alternate darker fashion not necessarily lolita but some stuff that's lolita adjacent sure um the designer that i really like um is hey newly she's from korea um she is currently kind of on a hiatus right now but she does plus size stuff um she's got a kickstarter coming out soon for a print series that's going to be based on winnie the pooh um the the original like the illustration not the one with the red shirt like you see in the parks um it's super cute um plus size friendly love it um yeah i'm sure there's others that are escaping my mind right now but if you want to join your local lolita community facebook search google search that's how i found it i'm pretty sure so (laughs) people can be nasty but it's worth it there you go. <laughs> Just don't go to any of the conventions run by this weirdo. <laughs> Courtney, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, babe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And guys, if you also like to be on the show, you can always drop us a line. I'm sure if you've got a horror story uh, much like this one, uh, you can always get a hold of us and you could be the next uh, guest on the show. Also, I have a book out. It's called That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. That is available on Amazon and Kindle and paperback form. Please go and purchase a copy if you have not already. Um, A dollar from each book goes to several charities. 
Um, and so, yeah, we're helping out good causes and you get to read a book about, you know, cosplay crap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.